Welcome back to the Never Normal Podcast. I'm your host, Britt. This episode, uh, Miss Megan is here again. I'm just staying. I'm just hanging out. <laughs> <laughs> she just lives here at this point. At this point. Um, so today we're going to talk about uh, paranormal teams on the podcast. Uh, if you're listening, thank you for listening. If you're watching, thank you for watching. Um, go listen and if again if you're listening go watch um that way you can watch us have the full experience full surround experience. sound surround. you know what i'm saying surround with everything get that picture um, so we're going to kind of talk about like paranormal teams kind of things that we like and things that we dislike and are we talking about discernment a little bit too here yeah yeah um, <laughs> we're gonna we're gonna kind of break into some things because you know i'm glad that we're talking about this um we have an upcoming residential investigation, Casey and I do, and I mean, I'm not going to disclose anything because it's private residence kind of thing, but um, I was on the phone with this guy for two hours yesterday, and we were talking about um, how he's had other paranormal teams and investigators and stuff and um, scams, you know, stuff like that, and yeah. things to kind of watch out for, all that Being like, stuff. hey, you have to pay me $200 to come in... <laughs> come to your house and help you out you know yeah so we're gonna kind of just talk a little bit about as far as like paranormal teams so you were on yeah. a team correct for a short amount of time yeah i was um so the thing that really kicked off so if you've listened to or watched their episodes that i was in um early on in the first i think that was the first one we talked about some of my personal experiences and the man on the stairs story and everything and uh, so if you haven't heard that Please go back and watch that one at some point. Um, I'll link it right here, right now. Yeah. In the little card. There. Um, so, you know, that'll give you some reference, point of reference for where I was coming from at the time. Now, this was last year. This hasn't been very long. Um, so I had that experience with him, with the man on the stairs situation entity in um, March. Um, at this point in time, when I joined the group, I wasn't really sure what the man on the stair things, stairs things was. Excuse me. I'm not talking correctly. The man on the stairs situation, I wasn't sure what he was I wasn't sure if he was a ghost if he was a demon like I had that like scary moment is it, is it a demon demons in my house it's usually not a demon I'm gonna it's be honest it's mo like demons or it's I usually not that whole, whole <laughs> ass rant yeah. about that but anyways no well, and I was scared and unaware of yes. what was going on at the yes. time so yes. that was like obviously one of those fear thoughts that crossed in my brain but of even course. that didn't like of course yeah Anyway, so, but I was curious. That opened the door to my true curiosity because it kind of broke the mold of like, you know, before I was, my biggest fear was seeing something. But now that I'd seen something, I was like, well, maybe I can do this. Maybe this is something I don't, like, I can actually dive into, you know? And, and I will preface on that. When you actually see it, <laughs> one of two things happens. <laughs> you either shit your pants and you're done with it, or you get this curiosity, incurable fascination with what what was it that what was I saw? it you have to figure it out yeah like, what is it and does it can you make it happen again can you experience that rush yes again? so like there's a lot of factors that go with that and i was on you know fortunately or unfortunately more on the curiosity side of things because Same. yes he scared me <laughs> but right. like i also did i wanted to know what the hell i saw if it was real which the thing that kept me from thinking i was nuts was the fact that i had somebody else with me that also mm -hmm. not only saw the same thing but before i even got to explain what it was they told me they what they saw and it was the same thing so it was like you know what i mean like i was like oh, maybe it's actually real um 
because I think if if this my friend hadn't been with me at the time, I don't know that I would have. I think I would have just thought I was going crazy. Yeah, you, <laughs> you know, like at the psych ward, like, hey, listen. Uh, yeah, I might ha- I might be having a psychosis moment. So yeah. <laughs> you know, so you know, I had that validation, which I was very lucky and thankful for. Um, yeah. But a couple months later, I think it was like August of last year is when I was like, you know, I and this at this point too, like I've I've read card I read I read cards. I've read cards since I was fifteen, so mm-hmm. like oh, about a decade of reading cards. But yeah. I hadn't really dealt. I hadn't dived deep into tarot in particular until the last like three or four years. Mm-hmm. And I feel like I've gotten pretty decent at it at this point. Um, but it was one of those things where I was like, I was starting to learn how to use my pendulum and starting to use how learn how to use, you know, tarot and everything. Mm-hmm. And, and like, you know, different divination methods. I was kind of experimenting with a little bit, trying to figure out, you know, what my niche was or what I enjoyed or what worked the best for me. So like I was doing a lot of like occult work at the time, like trying to buying a lot of occult books, trying to like figure out what niche I kind of wanted to to figure out so like that was also a factor for me but I also really wanted to see if there was a scientific explanation for a lot of this stuff because while I am very like fantastical my brain does like to make things up I, I really do like to have a logical reason behind it if I can Mm-hmm. I, I would like to debunk everything behind it so I know that my experience is valid. So yeah. that's why I started looking for the paranormal investigation group stuff. And I was like, well, if it comes to me, then it's meant to be, you know? Mm-hmm. And um, I was looking through, like, Facebook b- b- back in the day when they, <laughs> they had Facebook job listings, which they don't have those really as much anymore, weirdly enough. But at that time, there was a listing for, you know, volunteer work with a paranormal investigation group in my area. <laughs> Um, <laughs> sorry, I'm, I'm, I'm trying to figure out how what all to say about it and what to be respectful about. Um, but the group initially, I was very excited about. I was like, finally, you know, there's people that like feel the same way I do, think the same way I do. I thought maybe, you know, um, the first person I spoke to claimed Cherokee heritage, and I'm not saying this person didn't have that at all, but they also claimed to be a shaman. Which I thought was a little... At first, I, I believed it. And I would spoken to this person over the phone and everything. And I was like, okay, cool. But I also, when I saw them... I expected to, when I saw them in person, see them... Maybe it's more ethnic. different Differently than different. how they appeared. It was definitely not how I would have assumed a Cherokee shaman to look. Um, but, like, you know, don't judge a book by its cover. I always live by that. I try to give everyone the benefit of the doubt. So I was like... I don't know this person's background. Maybe they really do have genuine experience in shamanism, you know? Mm-hmm. And I didn't know that much about shamanism, but I know it takes a lot to get there, mm-hmm. especially to call yourself a shaman. Yes. <laughs> it's not necessarily just because, you know, I was born into this There is a big responsibility that goes with those types of times. Well, this person abused it. Mm. And this person might be mad, but I don't even, you know. This person abused their role. And uh, this is where we're going to talk about some discernment, because... I am a kind person. I try to give everyone the benefit of the doubt. And, like, I'll be honest, a lot of these people gave me huge red flags when I first met them. But, like, again, benefit of the doubt. Like, I don't know these people. They don't know me. Like, they don't know my background. They could probably think the same thing of me that I'm thinking of them. So, like, let's see where it all takes us. Mm -hmm. Um, And I'm not saying that there weren't individuals within the group that did have genuine, like, sensitivities etc but like so there was like a the sensitive group part of the group the you know the you know what's it called more like intuitive the intuitives Mm -hmm. and then they were the logic based individuals so like that that was kind of how the group was split up which is a great balance in theory 
You know, like, I think that there needs to be a little bit of both, but it needs to be genuine on both sides. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, there were some younger individuals that were also in the group that uh, had, like, just joined or had, like, I say younger, but, like, younger within the group. Like, they just kind of moved in and everything. And, and I think groups like this, too, they tend to attract people who really like attention. So there were a couple of those individuals within the group that were just super into the attention aspect. Um, and there was, like, there's one person out of that group that I'm still in contact with that I still very much love and appreciate and respect. Mm -hmm. She is a lovely individual. She is one of the co-owners. I am a big fan of her um, just because she is so genuine and, like, means well and, like, right. really wanted to make sure that what was happening was appropriate, right? So... You know, um, th there was a lot of, like, drama within the group. There was a lot of lies that went around. There was purposeful lies to trick me and a friend of mine about one of the individuals, about who they were and their identity. I'm not going to get into details, but it was just, like, purposeful lying just to see drama. what happens. Yeah. Well, they wanted to lie about it and see what would the outcome would be to see if, A, people believed it, <laughs> and B, well, you know, to just create like drama like that was the whole point of it but it's like aren't we here to like look for ghosts and like debunk Ugh. things and like isn't there an actual purpose of this group that's outside of let's just trick people and lie to people who by the way like are on the neurodivergent spectrum so like again i want to i i personally i am on that spectrum and like i try to give people the benefit of the doubt i try to believe in the truth of what people are saying like i don't want to think you're a liar and it's kind of weird to try to make me you know to make me guess <laughs> why why do people do that you know what i'm saying like it seems like they just enjoyed they enjoyed the, the game yeah they enjoyed the game it. aspect of yeah. it and like there were other people that were claiming to be logical people that were also in on the game aspect of it and like they really lied about who they were too but i did some readings for this these people as well and it all came out in the readings everyone was like well these two people go with each other's throat all the time blah 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 i'm gonna get in so much trouble <laughs> i don't even care uh but you know i just i want to make sure that we're aware that like if you have a red flag within a group if your gut is like Ugh, like something doesn't feel right you're probably in the wrong place yeah you know what i'm saying like that first initial instinctual feeling trust it because I, I had it's not that I am sad that I had these experiences because I think they helped me grow I think that I was supposed to be within this group I was supposed to learn these lessons and it was actually a huge lesson of discernment for me mm -hmm. but like I did readings for these individuals and it was always come up that these people like had this very close bond even though they were always going at each other's throats and I think a lot of it honestly was because they like to go at each other's throats like it was like a fun game for them as well you know what mm -hmm. I'm saying like I'm not trying to air nobody's dirty business out but it's like there was like skeeviness behind even the relationship they were like pretending to have outwardly does that mm -hmm. make sense yeah so i don't know there was a lot of that going on and then there was a lot of genuinity from certain individuals that really did want to like find out and like had you know like find out if the paranormal is real and everything but um i don't know definitely use your discernment if you're somebody who does practice with divination tools i think it's always a good idea to like if you have that gut feeling find that validation within your divination tools validate that feeling yeah. you're having you know what i'm yeah. saying you know and if not just trust yourself <laughs> and, and i always tell people too because i <laughs> i am not a part of any paranormal groups and it's really hard to actually get into paranormal groups in my area because it's very much who you know mm -hmm. um and it's very much how well people like you mm -hmm. um and all this stuff but i always tell people too to 
go on an investigation with these people. Just one and try it out. Yeah, because that's Mm -hmm. when you see these people in the field, they're completely different than they are. And myself Mm -hmm. included, I'm completely different than, um, like, I am outside of here. I'm very, when I'm in an investigation, I'm extremely focused. I'm extremely uh, driven towards finding those answers. Um, But there, I mean, there's a lot. I think it's very important. And you also got to look, too, for people, uh, scammers. Mm Mm-hmm. Like, I don't charge for investigations. Um, if someone's calling me in to help, they need help. And I think it's my job as someone who's into this and who has somewhat of an understanding. Not really an understanding, but like yeah. a grasp I think of it's, certain things to help these people. It's definitely... I, I see it one way as, like, if you're somebody who's, like... I feel like the groups that are nonprofits are probably the most, like, the safest ones to go with. The ones that aren't going to charge for their, you know, investigations and everything. Yeah. I think it's fine if they have, like, a name and they want to sell T-shirts or mm-hmm. something like that. Mm-hmm. Like, another stream of income. That's mm-hmm. fine. I'm not saying you can't make money off this kind of thing. However, and this group was also a nonprofit. Like, I'm not saying they were taking, they weren't taking money. They weren't trying necessarily to scam anyone. And, and I think if they were able to work all together and, like, be genuine and stop lying about stuff with each other and playing yeah, games. their own issues. They actually would have been very successful. I I really do genuinely think that because they actually had a lot of really good contacts. And the problem is, and we talked about this off camera, I think, but like the problem is sometimes there are scammers who are intuitives, but they're not using their intuition. They're not using this foresight for good. They're they're using it to play a game, Mm -hmm. which like do you, but let's not ruin other or or mess up or, you know, upset other people's life just for your weird fun, you know, whatever. I mean, I've told, I've, we did, Casey and I, this time last year, did a residential case and Bloody was like, well, how much are you going to charge? How much are you going to charge? I was like, I'm not going to charge you anything. She's like, well, I want to give you something. I was like, you give me whatever you think it's worth. Right. Right. If you feel like I'm able to help you and you want to do that, that's fine. If not, like, I'm still going to go to sleep at night because I'm doing what I can to help you kind of thing. And I think, you know, with some groups, again, I'm not in any groups or anything, but there's that loss of genuine, this is what we're here for. Everyone Mm -hmm. is trying to be the next big thing yeah or they're trying to get that shock factor it's a lot of like like performative sometimes too like attention seeking behavior yeah and there's a lot of performative behaviors as well okay um (laughs) so uh it's been about an hour technical difficulties (laughs) battery died (laughs) Uh, but we have been doing a lot of filming a lot of content so kind of figured but we were talking about uh performative behaviors in paranormal groups and things and kind of what to look out for that was a cat toy wasn't it yeah it was my foot it's a cat toy (laughs) Um, (laughs) it's totally fine i step on them daily (laughs) um but but yeah so i mean really some I mean my pet peeves in the group where you have the one that thinks they know it all Mm -hmm. the one that the toxic leadership and Mm -hmm. then the person that wants to be a leader like there's so much in a paranormal group and those that like just want attention like they're just there to like sometimes I wonder if they're just there to like actively like mess up the data (laughs) Like, I know that sounds very, like, mischievous or malicious, and, like, I don't know if it's always intentional, but, like, yeah, you know, 
we had that this one individual that like it doesn't matter how many times like when it, like some of the older members of the group said hey like hang back like don't wander off or like don't do this or like hey like let's be respectful of the area and not like take pictures and videos of things we probably shouldn't and they're like oh it's fine I don't know what you're talking about I don't feel anything you don't have to feel anything but back the f up yeah you know like, like be respectful at like least. it's not about feeling something or anything it's about respecting the space mm-hmm. which is very important mm-hmm. when you're looking for a paranormal group or a paranormal investigator in general is someone who is respectful of the spaces they're going into i tell people do not trespass because you ruin it for the rest of us um and I tell people too, like, be respectful. Don't go in there leaving your trash dirty and things up. If you see trash, pick it up. Yeah. Um, don't go in there painting graffiti, that kind of thing. And I, you know, it's so frustrating because you get people now that just walk into a haunted location like they own it. And why are we, like, why are we doing the whole Zach Braggins antagonizing BS? You know what yeah. I mean? Like, let's just go ahead and... If anyone's doing that, that's an automatic red flag in my mind. Like, now, my group didn't do that so much. I will say, at least when I was with them, overall, they weren't antagonizing anything when I was with them. Um, I I heard things prior that, that, you know, some of them were... There were people who were, like, playing pranks on people during an investigation and stuff. Like, oh, everyone's scared already. Let's go ahead and, like, you know what I'm saying? throw some fuel on that. But why would we do that? Because now we're raising everyone's anxiety. So if there really is anything for the sensitives to feel or anybody else to feel, you've automatically created an issue where... You've contaminated the environment. You've contaminated it. Exactly. So it's like, are we taking this seriously or are we just a couple of teenagers... The jacking way, off in the corner, the, you know? The way that I look at paranormal investigations is a controlled experiment. Mm-hmm. We are experimenting to see if the paranormal exists. And whenever you do things like that, now there, I do believe there's a difference between antagonizing and provoking because I have mm-hmm. provoked before. Mm-hmm. I have been like, you know, you poke this person and scare them. Why don't you come and poke me? I won't be scared. That's still within the realm of respect, yes. though. But whenever you start throwing slurs and, and things mm-hmm. like that out, I'm not saying that Zach has ever thrown slurs out. I don't know anything about him or nothing No, like he's that. just mostly antagonistic He's in very much for the drama. <laughs> sure, yeah. He's... I saw someone do an edit because I there is someone that on TikTok does not like him very much, <laughs> and that's fine. But it's one of those that sound that's like, "Am I the drama?" And it's just shots of <laughs> I don't know him personally or anything, so no, I can't say but, anything. You know, I, I think he's it's very all, performative. I think for it's sure. all in good fun, whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, but I I think there's a difference between you know provoking and then what you were saying mm-hmm. it's just like a heavily like you're really just, antagonizing yes and you're just going on and yeah and everything and also i'm gonna be honest what entity would want to hang around that <laughs> you yeah. know what i mean like like they're either if they are like malicious they're probably gonna like sure i guess you're gonna get a malicious pushback or if they're not or like they don't have the time of day to deal with someone disrespecting them, then you've just ruined your your investigation, investigation yeah. and now they don't want to hang out with well, you anymore. and too, when you've got something that acts a little more maliciously, sure. and you're sitting there, I want you to do this, da, da, da. it's not going to give you no. what you want. Good just... example, actually. I have one from the investigation I went on. Um, half of the team that was being a little bit rowdy and inappropriate for, to, in my opinion, in my opinion, 
being inappropriate for the surroundings. They had left when we'd gotten there. We got there a little late, and I had come to plan and planned on doing a tarot reading for um, the investigation and everything. We had a little background on the place. We did a uh, investigation on. It was an old library, um, Webb Memorial in North Carolina. And um, we were in the last groups that got to actually go in and investigate, which was really cool. And it was a beautiful library. They were about to yeah. close it down for good, too. So it was a cool experience overall. Um, anyway, so the first half of the, the group that was, like, being a little too much left, um, I was left with more grounded individuals at the time. And... Um, we had a really great investigation, in my opinion. It actually went really well. I'm glad it worked out the way it did, and I'm kind of glad we came late. Um, but so the way we did it, too, so like when I finally set up to do my tarot reading and everything, um, there was several different entities I did readings for, and we unfortunately don't have a lot of like historical fact to base off of my reading. We'd have a spirit box session that went along with it, so we have the responses from the spirit box section session, excuse me, as I was doing the reading, which is was kind of cool because yeah. it was very much intelligent responses to what I was pulling, which was neat. Um, but so one of the entities that I had to deal with, so it was like children, a mother figure, and a father figure, and the mother figure was not the nicest it came out that the children were scared of her the father was obsessed with her like he was she was his whole life but in an obsessive way not in, like in a toxic way not in like a loving way and um so when it, i started talking to the mother figure i tried to be very respectful um some of the other people i was with when i explained that like you know, she was not the nicest to her children and everything. I think even my husband tried to make, like... He was he was trying to be nice about it, but, like, he made, like, a comment about how she was, like, the worst, essentially, or that she was, like, traumatizing to her mm -hmm. kids and everything. And I was like, okay, let's bring it down. <laughs> let's bring it down a notch. Because, like, I wasn't afraid of her being provoked. Like, I wasn't afraid of her coming at us or doing anything to us. Yeah, but you still wanted to be respectful of that. I also didn't want her to leave the reading. Yeah. I had to finish the reading. So it was like, I don't want her to get pissed at whatever y'all are saying yeah. and then not want to respond anymore because I would really like to continue getting any information I could out of this entity. Right. Because, like, even though she was semi-malicious in terms of, like, her intention, at least in life, I don't know, you know, death or whatever, but she, you know, was at least giving me answers. She seemed very narcissistic in her personality and, like, how she handled yeah. things in her lifetime and everything. She was the worst, <laughs> if we're going to be honest. But I tried to be very respectful in how I handled the whole situation. I'm going to send you the clips and everything to yeah. just show yeah. that, like, I, I was simply asking her questions and going about it and being respectful. Yes, ma'am. No, ma'am. Okay. You know, quite genuinely down to that because I wanted to get as much information as possible and how are you supposed to do that if you're just being an asshole to these entities? Like, yeah, she may have been the worst, but if I want to, this is a controlled environment mm -hmm. as best as possible. I'm trying to get as much information for these people as possible. Mm -hmm. You know, that's my role here. And I don't want to be disrespectful or have anyone in the group be disrespectful to an entity that we could potentially get more information from. Yeah. Well, and it's like I go with, I very much believe, um, I'm very passionate about this. And it's a lesson that I learned from watching Ghost Hunters actually um i'm a huge fan of grant wilson um he's a phenomenal human being he's an amazing musician yeah he's left the paranormal field which i hate because he i think he served his purpose though he was very needed he was very very grounding in a time when people found the paranormal kind of scary right um but also when things took off and people are always doing the next hype thing of demons and scariness he was very real sure about things and um 
And Amy Bruni also says this in her book right here, Life of the Afterlife. <laughs> Amy Bruni, I absolutely love her. She also has a podcast uh, called Haunted Road. But anyways, um, entities like human entities, of course, they were people once. Mm-hmm. And they may have done terrible things. They have made mistakes like we have. Um, but I think it's very important that we remember when we're communicating with these intelligent hauntings is that they were people once, mm-hmm. um, good or bad. And we need to understand that. And we need to understand that we're talking to a person. Mm-hmm. They may not be physically with us on this plane, but we're very much talking to a person and to someone um, who, I mean... We don't know who they are now. It's not our place to judge them. No. It's, it's not it's our not. place to judge the actions they took, even if they were horrific. You know what I'm saying? Because at the end of the day, I have to come, at least with my readings and everything, because I do tarot readings for people, I try to come at a very neutral standpoint, mm-hmm. because it's not my place to judge. Like, it, it really comes down to, I'm just trying to give you whatever facts I can give you, and, you know, work with that information, but it's not our place to judge these people who've passed because who knows what their life created for other people. You know what I'm saying? Bad or good, they served a purpose. They had their life, and we have to be respectful of the life that they lived. Yeah. So, I mean, we could hate them. Yeah, we can. We can totally hate them, but we like, shouldn't in, 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 in that kind of environment. Like, if they're a racist piece of shit, like, we hate you. <laughs> well, and, like, we'll obviously, it, but, she but, was a narcissistic mother. She was evil to her children. She yeah. made this poor man's life a living hell. But, but it's I wasn't in that moment when I'm doing the investigation. I can't sit and be mad at her <laughs> for those choices, yeah. you know? Yeah. Has to be neutral. Yeah, no, I just think, you know, it's very important that... When you're going into something, you know, you're you're educated on it, of course, mm-hmm. but you're also very much um, what's the word I'm looking for? Realistic in the mm-hmm. sense of what you're talking to and how you're talking to that thing, and the respect. If you come into a space and you don't respect or you have no intention of respecting, mm-hmm. I very much believe. I don't know how you feel that the space can pick up on that, and the space will react accordingly yeah no i 100 percent believe that um oh sorry ocd oh, oh you're fine you line that up yes, yes. perfect <laughs> anyway <laughs> um but but yeah i mean that's how yeah. i feel and then you know i really think two paranormal groups research is 90 percent of the job 10 oh, percent so is important. the investigation yeah well i would say research is 90 percent Investigation is five. Yeah. And then evidence, collecting your evidence is the last five percent. But re- research, fact versus fiction, yeah. um, is a big thing. So when you're looking for groups, or I pay close attention to groups, mm-hmm. um, I love to go and look at their evidence mm-hmm. and look at their findings and their experiences. And then I like to go and I like to research yeah. the location and compare notes. One thing I wanted to do with this group before things kind of hit the fan um, was something I had suggested was a way to control it even more was to have like a group of people, especially the logic-based people, do the research, know everything about the location they're going into, and then having the intuitives or whoever is going to come to do any type of reading or divination or like any give any type of feeling or whatever it is 
to have no knowledge of the area. Yeah, flat blind. Oh, that would be so cool. Because then you have a controlled environment and area of, okay, so there is, we do have information, we know the information, the logic-based people have that information, so they are less biased. So when they get that information, or they, they might be more biased, but they actually have, like, the proof behind it. So, like, when those things come in with, like, you know, from the spirit box or the EVPs or whatever it is, yeah. like, they have some context. But then you have the sensitives go in and do their divination or have their feelings and say whatever they need to say about it and see how much lines up and is is legitimate to, to the actual history of the place. I think yeah. that that would make it a lot more controlled. That's what I was trying to do with them. Well, there's, a, there's a lot of groups that do that, a lot of functional groups. I think that, that would be the best and way I, to do it. And I think that's super... I, I think it's really neat. I mean, I, I'm not an investigation. I'm not that one. I am yeah. the logical yeah. science base I go in into debunk and sure you know what I can't but that's necessary too yeah what I can't say is hey you know your door's closing because your house isn't level <laughs> um, yeah. I don't know if you knew this or like the door jam is like warped yeah uh, it's not Sally it's actually really bad carpentry yeah you know like I it's I, physics so. yeah, it's literal science yeah. and then you know when I can explain it that's when I get excited and sure I'm like, wait a minute you know this is really cool I and you know I've never worked with anyone on the intuitive side mm-hmm. I've always done when I do things I'm either solo or like Casey is yeah. very he's like me we're very logic based I mean we that's understand, so helpful though we understand the spiritual importance of things sure but but if you're gonna have a group, yeah. I think you shouldn't fly blind and just be the intuitive part person going in, being like, "Hi, I'm," you know what I mean? Like, yeah. there needs to be a balance. There needs to be a appropriate balance of like, and honestly, the spiritual aspect isn't always needed. I just like it because it adds a whole other level to proof, especially if they go in blind. Yeah. So like, I think it's an extra cool thing to have. But I think that going, you can do the paranormal stuff without that. Does that make yeah. sense? Well, you don't yeah. have to have that at all. Well, obviously. no. I mean, I've I've had some really cool stuff, you yeah. know, without all of that. And but I think it's cool when groups also have someone like intuitive that can come in. It is helpful. It's an extra tool. You, you've got someone. Yes, it's an extra tool and an extra asset where you can, especially. I've seen where it like bounces off of each other and you mm-hmm. fill in gaps and blanks and it makes so much sense. I think it's dangerous mentally for intuitives to just go in. <laughs> yeah. And I say that in the most loving way. Let's possible. also remember too that protection is such an important part of it, especially for the intuitives. Yeah. Because you know, if you're going in blind, you don't know the history of the place. The history could be really dark. You you don't know what you're stepping into. You know, and like before I went on that investigation, like I have my own little ritualistic things. I wore my hat. You can see me wearing my hat in like the video I showed you. Before I left, I took that hat and I did my own little like protective thing to wear, you know, protect your crown. Everyone talks about that kind of stuff. Like as real or not real as you want to believe it is, um, I think just setting the intention for there's nothing allowed to follow me home. There's yeah. nothing allowed to get into my personal space unless I allow it, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, n- it's like I'm going to allow myself to channel whatever energy is there without taking it in. Yeah. and Which and is important. Boundaries. Boundaries. And I mean, as and it's funny because, you know, you're more the intuitive and I'm more the logical. <laughs> it's the same thing with the logical side. Mm-hmm. You set boundaries when you, you go into a location when I go into locations I say hey you know you're welcome to communicate with me mm-hmm. but depend and depending on my mood and the type of activity I'll say you know you're if you 
if you, the only way you can communicate with me is to pull my hair, pull it. <laughs> yeah. You know, or some locations I'll be like. But you've given that permission and consent then. Yes. But, so. but some locations I'll be like, don't try it. I am not the one today. <laughs> today is not the day for that. Uh, I am not scared of you. I do respect you, <laughs> but I expect the same. But, you know. And it setting, is draining, too. And, set, and setting those boundaries with locations, but also with your teammates. Mm-hmm. I think mm-hmm. it's very important. Um, I have seen a lot of people. <laughs> I've seen a lot of people on logical and intuitive side. Um have really bad experiences <laughs> and not want to work with groups mm-hmm. again at all and get out of it entirely because yeah. you know the teammates that they had they were not respectful of them and their boundaries in that professional sense well like i said earlier like somebody taking pictures and videos and wandering off into places that they were already told hey let's not you yeah. know what i mean yeah. like that's automatically that that's a good example of needing to set a boundary with your teammates of like okay we can go in here we can do this but we have to like follow my lead Mm-hmm. Or, like, set expectations for everyone. Because humans need that in general. We just need our expectations set. I think it, things go a lot better when we do that. Yeah. Um, <laughs> well, we're taught to be so goal-oriented. Sure. Our entire but lives. if you don't make things clear with some people, they just do what they want. And, like, sometimes, especially if you're the leader of this group, you have to set that boundary and say, hey, uh, we're in a private residence, so we can't go here, here, or touch these things. Or, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, and And there were a lot of boundaries, I feel like, that were crossed. But... I didn't know better at the time. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Within that group circle I was in. Um, but but you you should. You should go in with protection and boundaries are, like, number one rule. doesn't always have to be metaphysical or whatever, but, like, physically. Yeah, establish. Establish. And if you're with a group that does, that, like, breaks those boundaries after you've set them, that's another red flag. Walk away, you yeah. know? And it's and understand that it's okay to walk away. Even sure. if they try to throw a fit and stink about it and, like, Screw that. oh, you must not be in it for the right reason, blah, blah, blah. Be like, listen, you have your reasons and I have mine. Mm-hmm. And it's like a really, you just rip the band-aid off and you sure. go your separate ways kind of thing. Um, it saves a lot of trouble in the long run, I personally think. I agree. Yeah. I think it's super important to just have all of that established. But, um, yeah, it's a big, it's big about discernment. And I think at the end of the day, like doing it by yourself or with people that you trust and know very well is probably the best way to go about it instead of just joining a big group. Mm -hmm. Like it's great that they have the fancy toys and everything, but at the end of the day, you can also buy the fancy toys. Well, that, but like in my investigations, I was talking to that guy yesterday and he was like, well, what all equipment do you have? I was like, I think less is more, Mm -hmm. especially in residential cases, less is more. I don't need a bunch of static night vision cameras and no. I do, as much as I would love to have a ghost box, I don't have to have one yet. No. You know, like I have a digital voice recorder, I have a camera, I yeah. have mics, um, and then I have an EMF detector just to check on electromagnetic field sure. for people in general. But I, but you know, when I say like, and that's a big thing for me is a lot of people feel like when you get into it now, you have to have all this equipment and all this stuff for and you, you don't to even be taken to. seriously. You don't. It's just how you present yourself. I think on one episode, you even talked about how you can use your phone's recorder. Mm-hmm. Not the apps or anything, not the ghost apps, yeah, but like the like phone's the recorder. You don't have to, like, you already have that in your pocket. Yeah. You know, so for me, my biggest tool that I like the most is the ghost box because I feel like I've gotten the best responses with it in regards to like the readings I've done with it and mm-hmm. everything. Um, 
But, like, a ghost box and EMF detector are, like, the two things that I personally want to purchase initially when I start, start a team or whatever I decide to do because yeah. I already have, like, a Zoom recorder. So, mm-hmm. like, I have an outside recording device that I can use if need be. I have a regular camera that's, like, a Canon, some you know, Canon T4i or whatever. So, like, I, it's, not, it's not even great for low light. <laughs> yeah. But, like... You're right. Less is more. You don't always need a lot of equipment. Um, sometimes it just comes down to what you have might just work for you. Yep. We'll be right back. Okay. Well, <clears throat> it's been a long one. <laughs> it's been a long one. Um, but I, I do have just a couple just final thoughts. Mm-hmm. Um, is, uh, you know, talking about solo investigating and stuff. I do have mixed feelings on that, of course. Um, if you're not of legal age to be out doing things, then don't go somewhere by If yourself. you have a legal curfew... <laughs> yeah. Um, probably not. But I, I tell people, if you're going to investigate things by yourself... Because sometimes I do believe investigating by yourself would pose better results than with mm-hmm. a group. Um, in which case, I do not go on base investigations alone just because I've heard of so many things happening... Um, and with my health issues, I would just rather not. That's fair. But, I mean, going off, like, separating, you know, for sure. But if I do want to say, though, if you are um, going to a location and you are going to be by, you know, yourself, please send people your location. Um, let them know what time you're planning on being back or if you have a hotel that kind of thing. Send that to, like, a person that you really trust. Life360 is also a decent app, I think, that yes. you can use mm-hmm. with your friends, like, just for that kind of thing if you need it. Um, so Yeah, just... And I and I say that just because, you know, again, take everything with a grain of salt as far as, like, we have our opinions about groups and what we like sure. and what we dislike and everything. But one thing that I will say is good about a group is you have people that know where you're going mm-hmm. and... You know, you have people, and they'll keep in contact with you and make sure you're safe. Because you'll walk up, and there could be a homeless person in that building. There could be, could be anything. a drug deal happening around that building. Like, there could be so many things that are happening where you just really need someone in your corner and well, in your space. Even if it's just, like, a building that you have permission to go into and all this, or, like, a residence or something, you could be walking to your car alone and need help. You know? So, like... Yeah. Especially, and I hate doing this, but, like, especially if you're a woman, (laughs) you know what I'm saying, like, out here in this time frame, like, just be cautious, let people know where you're going. If you're a guy, you should, too, you absolutely should, because, you know, we don't like to talk about how guys can also go missing, but they can, you know, things can happen, you can get hurt, you could trip over something and break your leg, and then not have, you know, in, in an abandoned building or wherever you are, and, you know, so it's just best, it really is best to have either a team or have people know what's going on, you're incredibly right about that, and I'm glad that you've touched on that. And I mean, I'm, I'm planning on doing like a video outside of podcasts where I kind of break down Investigation 101, yeah. which I think is really important because it's becoming so mainstream now, which is cool that other people are getting into it, but just kind of a good list of a rundown for you guys, yeah, so to speak, so we can like, you know, so I can give you guys some tips um, that I've learned along the way and, you know, things that I thought you had to do that you really don't. It really doesn't freaking matter. Yeah. You know, people just say it does, but it really doesn't kind of thing. 
So, but yeah, thanks for thanks for talking with me about of this. Of course, I think it's super cool, I'm especially gonna... <laughs> especially now understanding your more intuitive side and yeah. logical side, which is cool. Two very different ends of the spectrum, but we want to yield the same results, which we I do. Is really neat. And I think we also both like come like you come at it from a logic based point, and while I may I, I try to, I will say like I always try to come at it logically right. first, yes. and then go okay, I can't like I'm either getting this intuitive hit or like whatever, so I'm gonna write this down for later. I'm not going to make a big deal about it and be like, guys, <laughs> guys, I feel something right now. No, I'm going to write it down. <laughs> yeah, right. I'm going to write it down and be like, hey, at this time, I was thinking about this or I was feeling this and yeah. this is a little strange. Right. Like in the video that I showed you and everything, um, like I have a physical reaction to a actual phenomenon that's happening behind me and Very I didn't cool know. Video. I don't know. I'm going to try to figure out how to insert it in here, but it. if I can't, I'll definitely share it. But that was some really cool proof because I had had like a vision in my head of like the woman coming behind me and looking at what I was doing and right before I had that like vision in, in my head of that happening and like I started stuttering a little bit, there was an entity that you can see on camera that like kind of oh, sweeps behind It's actually me. really cool. It's cool. I, I was cooler, impressed. Some of the cooler evidence that I've seen in a long The time. first one I ever went on too, so I was like, damn, <laughs> we got right? some good stuff. You came out of the gate hot, but no, I mean, you know, I think that this poses now that we're going to have to do an investigation together or something. Uh, I think you better let me come with you. <laughs> I like, really I want think, to. I think we're going to have to do an investigation I would love together to. at some point. And of course we'll film it for you guys because it's going to be well, I know it'll be wild because... But I didn't even panic in that moment because I had the vision. I didn't even talk about it. I was just like, ah, oh, we'll come back to this. And I'm just glad that I remembered that because there was a physical phenomenon that validated me behind the situation. Yeah, so, yeah I know. It's super but cool. But anyway, uh, thank you so much for having me on with this one, too. I know I'm going to piss some people off with my words, but it's I... It's fine. I don't care. It's a learning, I'm, it's I'm, a learning thing. It's a learning thing. And you know what? They're none of my business. They're living their lives, loving their lives, and I'm loving mine over here. So. <laughs> yeah, no, no. But thank you guys so thank much you. for watching and everything. Check us out on Anchor, Apple Podcasts, and Spotify, and YouTube. I have to remember all of these things now. You're doing so, so like, good. Oh. I'm excited. But, but yeah, and of course, you can always go to Anchor and support us if you would like. Um, there's like three different tiers or whatever, like 99 cents, 4.99, and 9.99. That's just going to help us get some more equipment and like get us out into the field. And you know, worst case scenario, you can always put extra content. Yeah, yeah, so. yeah. I had thought about doing a Patreon <laughs> and doing like actual location investigations mm -hmm. um, and sharing that footage with you guys. So that is also in the cards. But yeah, we will talk to you guys next time. Bye. Bye.